successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill, 980 AM and uh, Talk980AM.com. Appreciate listening today as well in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Connect with me on Grill Na- at Grill Nation Show on Twitter and at Jason Grill. I'm also at GrillNationShow.com where you can find all of our guests, photos of our guests, all of our podcasts, and our great supporters who I want to briefly mention here at the start of the show. Title sponsors of the show are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Also contributors to the show are the Rieger KC, Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe. Can't see Power and Light District and Reactor Design Studios and Clifton Alexander, who's an on-air contributor. Today's show, we're going to start off, we're going to have a lot of uh, Sean Kincaid from Aspire Business Development, AspireKC.com. He is, uh, reviews these amazing business books. Uh, the two we're going to talk to a bit today are uh, How to Be a Great Leader and Simplify. Uh, you're going to want to listen to these segments because there's a lot of good information if you're a working person, you have your own business, uh, you want to simplify your life, you want to scale your company, uh, just a ton of good information here uh, from Sean. We're going to get with him in just a second. Also on the show today is Mackenzie Hoyle, who's the marketing and event coordinator at Kansas City Power and Light District, a great supporter of the show. Uh, she's going to come into us today and talk about a lot of different things happening. We're going to be getting into spring here soon downtown, and I'm excited to have Mackenzie Hoyle today on the show. So we're going to have Sean Kincaid and Mackenzie today on the Grill Nation show. I appreciate you listening as always. I want to start off today with Sean Kincaid again from Aspire Business Development. Sean, how are you today? Great. Thanks great for having to, me. Great to see you. We got, we got so much stuff to talk about. Uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about how to be a great boss and also talk about the three major important things you need to do if you want to have a scalable business. And that's what everyone wants these days. How do I grow my manufacturing company, my e-commerce company, my client service company? That's going to be really exciting to talk about. But first off, I want to talk to you today about a book called Simplify. Um, this is uh, one of your book reviews recently, right? Um, no, just a book that I've, I just finished reading and I did a blog so you, post In on addition it. to your yeah. book reviews, you also um read other books and do blog postings <laughs> right. it's potentially um, a future book review there oh cool go. well yeah. it sounds interesting uh tell us a little bit about it uh so it's, it's written by uh richard coke and, and a guy named greg lockwood but richard coke is the guy that wrote the 80 20 principle okay um and and if what's you, the what's about that what, what are we so, talking about here so the 80 20 principle goes all the way back to early 19th century uh the pareto principle is is how it's also known but it's basically the concept that 80% of your output comes from 20% of your input. So if you apply that to a business, a lot of times, then it's not literally 80-20, but that's, it kind of works out that way. But 80% of your, of your profits come from 20% of your clients. Uh, and if you look at actual businesses, that's a lot the of, truth. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It happens over and over again. So, yeah. so he, he basically declared this as a, a principle, you know, kind of like the law of gravity for businesses that, or, or for any organization. And the 80-20 was the first principle that he came out with. 
Well, now it's about 20 years later that he wrote this second book called Simplify, and it's the same idea of another principle. If you look at business success, why are certain companies so much more successful than others? And and through his research and through all this other stuff, he basically realized that it was because they figured out how to simplify. Two two strategies of simplification, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's two elements of simplification. There's price simplification and there's proposition simplification. So price simplification really looks at how can you deliver something that people want at 50% or more discount than what the rest of the marketplace is offering. So, so great example. There's a bunch of them out there. McDonald's, when they, when the McDonald brothers initially came out, burgers at the local diner would cost 30 cents. Mm-hmm. McDonald's was able to offer them at 15 cents and arguably it was a better product because that was all they were making. Mm-hmm. And so they, they inherently changed the way that burgers were made. Southwest Airlines, another great example where Southwest came out and said, we're going to be the low cost airline. And they built the entire infrastructure around that idea of making airline travel affordable. You didn't have a assigned seat. I'd never remember any airline not doing that. That was the first airline. Yeah, they, they, they were the first one to do that. And really, if you looked at when they started, really only wealthy people could afford to travel on airlines. Mm-hmm. And so Southwest came in with the idea of democratizing air travel. And mm-hmm. they basically made it cheap. And and what people don't realize is that Southwest is a huge success story in terms of profitability. They they by far have been one of the most, not only in the airline industry, but across all businesses, have been one of the most profitable companies ever. And and it all boils down to they said, this is who we're going to be. We're going to be the low-cost airline. They simplified their uh, prices. Right. And they, and they built the whole model around how to do that. IKEA is another great example. You know, whether you love their furniture or not, Ikea comes in at about 50 to to 80% less than equivalent furniture. And that's because they've built, again, built their whole model about how can we deliver furniture in a, in a much less costly way. And now they have the scale that it's difficult for anybody else to go after. Mm -hmm. If you can eventually cut the price of a desired product or service by at least 50%, demand will increase exponentially leading to mass market success. You mentioned ideas and examples such as Ikea, McDonald's, Southwest Airlines, and Dell Computers for at least a while, right? Right. So um, check that out. That's the first simplification, uh, price simplification. Also, they talk about proposition simplification. Right, and this is kind of the other end of the market. So price simplification is all about mass market and the low end. Proposition simplification is all about taking the high end. And that's where you look at how can I simplify a product so that it's a joy to use. Apple is the best example of this because everybody's familiar with it. Uh, if you look at when the Macintosh came out, um, key competitor was IBM. They owned over 50% of the marketplace. IBM PCs were difficult to use. You had to understand DOS. You had to be able to type in those commands. IBM came in with what what we now think of as a standard interface of a mouse and, and a visual interface. At the time, that was revolutionary. And so people saw that it was so much easier to use, and they flocked to it, even though they had to pay 25% more premium on top of the pricing. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at, at proposition simplifying, Uber is another great example. Getting a taxi can be a huge pain. Uber mm-hmm. is really easy, and it's a joy to use if anybody's ever used so, it. So, yeah. And, and it actually happens to also probably be cheaper. Uh, but that's not really the point. The point is that they made it really easy to Simplified use. Simplified it. And it took off. Airbnb and uh, yep. General Motors yep. is also an example, right? 
Yeah, so General Motors is kind of the opposite, where Ford went low end and said, okay, we're going to make this to the mass market. GM said, okay, we're going to have a bunch of different brands, and we're going to innovate in custom so people actually enjoy owning their car as opposed to just being basic transportation. Mm-hmm. So the, that, book, the book is Simplify. Um, it really is a good – it's really interesting, and your blog posting is up at inspirekc.com. Anything else real quick you want to mention about the book? It, you know, I think there's a ton of great stories in there. I think the key is, and you and I had this conversation off air a little bit, how do you apply it to your business? And I think that becomes the a really interesting discussion that it's it's not an easy thing to do, but if you can figure out how to simplify, you're probably going to see benefits. Mm-hmm. Is your business engineered to cost a lot less than your competition? Could it be? Or is your business product or service more intuitive, simpler, easier to use than your competitors? Could you change a, charge a premium for it? Um, simplify. Yep. It's a book by Richard Koch and Greg Lockwood. Sean Kincaid, Aspire Business Development, AspireKC.com. He'll be with us again later on in the show. Appreciate you coming in today, Sean, and we'll have more from you in just a little bit. We'll be right back on Grill Nation Show. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running past like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know. I'm going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. Well, welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on 980 AM and talk980am.com. Appreciate you also connecting with me on on iTunes today and on Stitcher as well as at grillnationshow.com. Uh, appreciate Sean for joining us in our first segment today. We'll have him back after our next segment. Um, uh, it's the weather's getting nicer here in Kansas city. We're, uh, nearly, I guess, February, once you get through January, it's a good thing. And once you get through February, it's, it's also a good thing. And, and usually after that, it's the weather. I mean, although we're having decent weather this winter gets to be seventies, sixties, and we're into spring and, uh, there's all kinds of things happening. And one of the things that's happening is there's just a lot of stuff. I live downtown. There's a lot of stuff going on downtown. And uh, sometimes when you, you, you don't come down there enough or you kind of get suckered in your little bubble, whether you're in the crossroads over market in the heart of downtown, you don't really notice all the different things happening. And there's so many things happening in so much foot traffic and so many people that I'm lucky to have a uh, sponsor and supporter of Grill Nation, the Kansas City Power and Light District. And on this next segment, we have Mackenzie Hoyle, who's the marketing event coordinator at the Kansas City Power and Light District for the Cordes Company. Uh, in studio today, she uh, she's I've met her uh, through various community engagements here in Kansas City, and uh, excited to have her on the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. Thanks good, for having me. It's good to be here. Uh, you're a very hardworking, creative person. Work hard. Uh, you've been now with Power and Light District for a few years, right? Yeah, yeah. Been doing all different types of things, a lot of marketing and event coordination. Talk to us a little bit about what you do on a day to day basis, and uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's a great opportunity that I have. Uh, we work on a lot of events throughout the years, or throughout the year. Uh, we've got every event you can think of. We've got There's watch so many. parties, family fun days. We have sports events. We have all kinds of beer fest. Uh, so you get to work with it. a lot of different people. Absolutely, There's, all yeah. So all somebody kinds. somebody says, "Hey, I want to do something in Power and Light District." I mean, they're talking to you and your team, right? 
everyone there. Yes. I mean, it's like a complete. We we did an event. Um, the Salvation Army did an event. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rock, Rock the Red the Kettle, yeah. and that was on December night. And uh, just the planning process. You were at some of the meetings. I was at one. I got put in there to <laughs> kind of fill in. But like, there's so many different events, and uh, from whether that's events that you guys put on or events that uh, other people want to do. Uh, it takes a lot of coordination, but you have a lot of great spaces there, right? Absolutely, and we have a great team to back it up. So we've got anywhere from nail salons to uh, organic food shops, get it all. grocery stores, nightclubs. We've got everything in. And you've got a uh, you've got a healthy place now called the Protein House, yeah, which I have not been to yet. Yeah, it just opened. It's awesome. Very organic, all natural ing- ingredients. Uh, we've got. Pancakes, we have smoothies, all, all that you have to check can. it out. Absolutely. Um, I heard so it delivered at one light now. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so addicting. I've been probably three times a week. Good. I need to check that out. Away. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to have uh, Mackenzie, and she goes by Kenzie. I should just call her Kenzie, mm-hmm. on the show today uh, to talk about some upcoming events here at the Kansas City Power and Light District. Um, let's, let's just kind of break each one of them down. Let's start with one of the ones that's coming up the soonest. How about that? Yeah. So like I just told you earlier, I just got back from New Orleans. Uh, the real New Orleans. Yeah. Yes. But you weren't, you weren't just having fun down there. You also did a run, right? Absolutely. I, (laughs) I had to make a little bit, you know, goal oriented. Sure. Uh, but to sim off of that, we have Mardi Gras coming up on February 25th. So we're going to try to bring a little bit of Bourbon Street down to Casey Live. Okay. Which is going to be a lot of fun. Crawfish eating contest, most bead contest, wow. uh, all inclusive packages, bar crawls from 12 venues inside of Casey Live. It's going to be a great time. So it's later this year, right? The yeah. Mardi Gras usually is, it, Easter's later this year. So it's like the usually the beginning of February. Uh huh. So, so like right, right before Valentine's Day. And, uh, so when you were in New Orleans, uh, there weren't, they weren't partying as hard as they normally do yet. It hasn't started yet. That's what they said, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not, you're not the only person I talked to that has been in New Orleans. A few other people were recently down there, and uh, they did their Snapchats on Bourbon Street, and uh, it seemed like it was Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compared compared to uh, what I've experienced, it seemed like I was in Mardi Gras, but they said that was an easy weekend for them. So you guys, what's the date on that again? February 25th. Uh, February 25th. Now, is that a... What day of the week is that? That's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... So you guys, you'll be like the Saturday before Fat Tuesday. This Fat Tuesday is yes. Okay, so that'll be fun. How do how do people figure out about that? How so do they get you can buy tickets on TicketFly.com, or you can check us out on Facebook, um, and it can give you a little bit more details on that. Uh, we've got all in class, all inclusive packages. Uh, cool. Yeah, lots of uh, the VIP party has a lot of elements that incorporate. Their um, menu down there, gumbo, jambalaya. I just, I remember, um, God, a few years ago, you guys did this maybe last year. You had this big Mardi Gras mass down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's a real deal thing. It's full. Yeah. yeah. The whole, the whole, the whole, the whole deal. So. Yeah, we've got it going on down that'll there. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. That's usually when Lent starts for most people. So they start getting healthy after that. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, okay. So that's going on in late February. What else is going on? McKenzie? Then we've got coming up in April, we have a wine walk on the 22nd, which is uh, just red, white, champagne, all of the mix-ins that you can 
So you is that you guys for. shut down some blocks downtown? Yeah, does, I've I've seen that one before. Yes, we'll have it on Fourteenth Street. Okay, right in front of uh, Bristol and Drunken Fish. They are participating. So we'll have uh, about fourteen hundred participants, and you can find out more information on that on Ticketfly as well. What What is your actual website too? Power and Light, the Power and Light District is it just powerandlightdistrict.com? Yep. Okay, check yep. that out because you guys have re- redone that since I yep. last looked at We've it. We've got a lot of cool things coming up. Uh, you can check out our event page and you can see more details on all the events that I'm talking about. Um, so you kind of, this is when your kind of season kind of gets going. Oh, yeah. You kind of had a little hiatus here after after oh, yeah. the holidays, right? Yeah, we had a little break, <laughs> but uh, we're gearing up for event season to, to come in full swing. So Yeah, you're busy. Um, okay, so Wine Walk, if you're a female, there's there's a lot of females at that. Absolutely. You guys like to drink wine. Yeah. There are do. some males though too, right? Uh-huh. Yep. That's it's cool. it's kind of a fun little couple thing or girls night or girls day out. When is the day again? Uh April twenty second, and that's 22nd. also a Saturday. Saturday. That's smart. So that'll start from three to six. It's a cool. good event. Uh so what we'll, else do we got going on? We'll have Pig and Swig coming up the following weekend, which is April twenty eighth and twenty ninth. Barbecue. Okay, so that's earlier this year. Uh, yes. Last year I went it was in, in the, the summer. summer. Yeah. Yes. So we're moving it up to the spring, get a little spring air, uh, barbecue bourbon and beer festival on Grand Boulevard, which is an awesome event. We have anything to range from brisket, uh, the Kansas City favorite burnt ends, ribs. We've got a lot of great participants, Joe's KC, Plowboys, Hogjaw. Uh, mm. We've got bourbon ranging from, you know, Crown Royal to Jack Daniels. We've got really just a great lineup of beers coming in like Sounds music amazing. yeah it's i'm glad awesome. you guys moved it up this year because i went last year and it was pretty hot out it was so hot yeah yes. i'm trying to i mean i just i played golf that morning and i remember meeting people afterwards and it was like we were all sweaty uh-huh. from playing golf because it was so hot out yeah. and it was just it was it was good you had to get first year i think it'll be better in the spring yep then. second year so we're we're gearing up for a even better and event to come so so you're um you're working full-time during the week mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're there on the weekend yes yes <laughs> triple duty how are you gonna get all these runs in <laughs> you know i don't know i try to go in the morning but oh do you it's a lot harder in the winter time to do that yeah in the summertime sometimes you know i'll just take a little longer lunch but that's smart don't tell the bosses that yeah I won't. okay <laughs> um one thing too is on your website powerandlightdistrict.com there is a uh, if you, you just go to the website, there's so many different things happening. I mean, there's, you have all the concerts listed on here, uh, mm-hmm. that come and go, uh, different Valentine's day type things. And yeah. I know the Bristol's having a Valentine's day special. Uh, there's just, it's amazing amount of information. And, uh, I don't probably take as much advantage as I should of some of these things that you have going on, but I can tell you of living downtown for over a year, uh, at one light, it's just amazing to me how on, you know, Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday. Last week we had two or three. We had a concert last Tuesday. We had a um, kids down there for the monster truck stuff. I yeah. Mean, and then that, the week before it's Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. Then you had Eric Church. I mean, it's just insane how many. There's so much going on. Down yeah, there. there really is. And I don't think until you um, you come to these things, you mm-hmm. don't realize. You know, you go to Costantino's and it's just crazy. And yeah. the gym is crazy. I mean, Absolutely. One night, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I was there last night at late. Mm-hmm. And it was packed. Absolutely, great jam. I mean, yeah, it is. it is. They've got they've got a lot of uh, residents and downtown young professionals going there. So, 
So it this is, is exciting it's stuff. Town. Okay, so we're, we're we're good now through February through April. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you guys will do something in March too. Oh yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got tournament. Big Twelve, yeah, Sweet Sixteen going on at the Sprint Center. We've oh, got a lot. Year? Yeah, we have a lot going on down uh, town town for watch parties, uh, rallies. It's going to be a great March. So come out and cheer on your team. Yeah, it's a shame that my team is terrible at basketball, the Missouri <laughs> Tigers, and my alma mater, St. Louis University, is just as bad. But um, yeah, it's it's. it's all fun I, I'll have to stay away maybe for that weekend with all the KU fans down there. I'm hey, not, it's all, it's I'm all not fun in. games. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you guys kind of, you know, you'll have more stuff going on this summer as well. Absolutely, uh, we've got Hot Country Nights coming up. We've got that is a, that is amazing. There are yeah. more people down for that than oh, anything yeah. I see. Yeah. So. That's like every week type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Every Thursday is uh, Hot Country Nights in the Ooh. beginning of the summer. So we're looking at kicking that off in June. But stay tuned for the full schedule and the announcement of that. We've got that coming up. So if people want to get in touch with you, uh, Empower and Light, how would they do that? Shoot me an email, uh, K-H-O-Y-L-E at Cordish.com. Okay. So they say, hey, I want to have a... An event somewhere I want uh-huh. to have it. Yeah, they just they just reach out to you or yeah. they go to powerandlightdistrict.com? Yep, absolutely. Just give us a buzz or uh, shoot me an email. And Very cool. We'll get, you in, we'll get you going. Mackenzie, her, she goes by Kenzie Hoyle, uh, marketing and event coordinator at the Kansas City Power and Light District. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today, and congrats on all your success and all the things going on uh, downtown. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Yay. We'll be right back after the break on Grill Nation. Thank you. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for low. Hello, welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again and joining us today on 980 AM and online at grillnationshow.com and on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We have, uh, from time to time, we have a great guy in studio, Sean Kincaid, who's a Kansas City-based professional business coach, and uh, he's a book lover, and he does these book reviews uh, for his clients, and he works with Aspire KC. Their website, again, is AspireKC.com, Aspire Business to Development, and uh, every time he comes in, I learn something, so I try to have him on a couple times a year to educate us on uh, what's going on, but he, 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 he looks through these amazing business books and then breaks them down and also just offers so many good tidbits for business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, people from all different walks of life who uh, run a company or who are thinking of running a company. And, and really kind of his, his, his ideas touch not only business owners but people in their daily lives too. Welcome back to the show. Sean, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, you got a lot of stuff to talk about. But first off, before we get to these books that I'm very interested to talk about, let me talk about scalability. Because a lot of companies out there, whether you're in the uh, client service industry, you know, whether you're, you know, doing starting a, a widget company, uh, whatever, yep. all kinds of things, a restaurant. Uh, the question is always, you know, I don't have enough time, right? I don't have hmm. enough time to do these things. I've got so many different steps. I, I've kind of been stuck in the same rut with my uh, revenue every year. Uh, sometimes it might go down, sometimes it might go up, but it's always kind of in that same area because it's all about time. Right. So 
when you're thinking about a business, your business or starting a business, what are some of the key things you need to think about with regards to scalability? I know there's some key tenets. Yeah. So, so for scalability, you know, it, you mentioned uh, not having enough time at the end of the day, there's only 24 hours in the day and you can't change that. And some people need a lot of sleep. Right, well, <laughs> either, either way, not there's me. still only 24 hours. So you can go without sleep for a while. <laughs> I know some people that try that, but that catches up to you at some point. Right. Uh, but ultimately if you want to scale, it has to be, it has to be something that is scalable. And if you think about it in terms of, especially with a service-based business now with a, with manufacturing, you know, there's different ways to scale where, you know, can you be creative and come up with different ways to manufacture whatever you got? Um, but if it's more of a service-based business uh, and you're looking at, you offer different things. So as an example, CPAs can offer tax services or they can offer an audit or there's, there's a wide variety of things that they can offer. Mm -hmm. If you want to scale, a lot of times you have to focus in on whatever is going to have the most value in, in the long run. What, what's the deepest kind of source of, of opportunity for Mm -hmm. you in the long run? You can't keep chasing everything. Right. Yeah. Even if you're an e-commerce business. And, and, and it's, and it's very, it feels very counterintuitive, but the more narrowly you can focus really ultimately the better you're going to do as long as you pick the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gets back to the idea of people want to understand who you are. They want to know who is Jason Grill? What well, is, yeah, he, what you, is he really you, good if at? If you have a, uh, a business and you're a consultant, for, for instance, like me, and you work in a bunch of different areas, media relations, crisis, com, whatever, um, they want you to touch the product, right? They right. don't want you to uh, send it off to someone else or a contractor or potentially or, 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 or an account coordinator that's going to leave. Right. But what they actually, what they really want. So I disagree with that a okay. little bit. They do, challenge me. Sean. They do want you. You're right. But that's because you've trained them that way. Mm-hmm. What they really want is a solution to their problem. Right. So if you can give them a solution to their problem that doesn't involve you, they're going to be fine. That's good. Yeah. And so, so the way to think about this, if, if you offer multiple services or multiple products, one way to evaluate them is basically to score them across three areas. How valuable are they? Because mm-hmm. you want to go with something that's more valuable. How teachable are they? And how repeatable are they? Okay. And those are the three areas. If you get something that scores high across all three of those areas, that's something that can scale. If it scores low, then you're in trouble. Okay, so take me through those three things. So as an example, so valuable just basically means is it something that people will pay money for? Is it something that you could charge, ideally charge a premium for, and it's valuable? It's it's something in the marketplace that is differentiated. It mm-hmm. stands out. Um, is now it, is that, and that goes into your experience and your relationships too. Right, right. Then, are are if, you offering a service person. that you can't just find at any corner? Mm-hmm. Um, so in your case, that is so your you're expertise. Valuable. Yes, yeah. okay. Um, the second one is teachable. And this is the one that, that most people have struggled oh, with yes. is that, is this a skill? Is this a, a way of doing business? Is this a technique that you could teach to somebody else? And a lot of attorneys have a problem with that. Right. When they yeah. have their own company. They've, they've gone to school forever. They've learned their own thing. They, they don't they like don't the train idea someone. of letting go. Yeah. And they don't want to train a new lawyer. Right. Right, because they, they view it as competition mm-hmm. versus if you really want to be able to scale, then you need to be able to let go and have a, a unique way of doing business that falls under your brand but isn't you. Mm-hmm. So that's the second one is teachable. And then the last one is repeatable. Is this a service that people need again and again and again? If they only need it once, 
it's really hard to scale because you have to constantly be finding new customers. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's something that they need every month or every week or every year, they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. And so that's something you can scale on. If it's not repeatable, then you constantly are out. Let's talk about that in a product, right? Okay. So take me like in an e-commerce site or, you know, you get all these emails, sale, 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 yep. sale. So um, that seems to me to be one of the more scalable Absolutely. Companies. It can be if it's the right product. Now, Teachable maybe doesn't fit in there as much. Maybe teaching some of your, your staff to with customer service type stuff. Well, so, and, a, so as an example, if, if you looked at, uh, yeah, whatever, pick whatever product you want, mm-hmm. Teachable is the sense of are you the only one that can actually make that product mm-hmm. or can you hand that off to a manufacturing line or to somebody else to actually create the product? I see. Because if it's if it's a – Let's say it's a craftsman, you know, he's hand carving whatever, and and that guy's the only one that can do it. He's not going to be able to scale just by definition. He's only got 24 hours in the day. But if he can teach other people to carve the exact same process, now he's potentially onto something. And it's in the manufacturing world, it's maybe getting another manufacturer too. Right. In case there's a, you know, natural disaster, for instance, or your product, your machine breaks down. Right. Um, and, and then there's value there, obviously, because it's a good and people need goods. Well, uh, hopefully, and maybe hopefully and and the valuable, really the, the key there is yes, it has to be something that people actually want and need and are willing mm-hmm. to pay for. Ideally, there's also something that makes it different. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something that stands out that puts it as a differentiator as opposed to why well, I could just go to Amazon or Costco and get the exact same. That's thing harder to do from a different those. brand. That is very hard to do. For goods, it is. For goods yeah, nowadays, you, you with, with, with e-commerce and with people starting businesses left and right. But that's partly where I think some of the branding and some of the culture behind it, because people will buy things just because they really identify with a particular brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's and you get loyal, brand loyalty. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, repeatable. And, yeah, repeatable really gets back to the idea of recurrence. So that whether it's a sock of the month club or whether it, you know, whatever it well, is. Well, when you talk about products that people will always need, you're always going to need a pair of socks. Right. But no matter you, who you are. But but do you need one every single month or are you really appealing? Well, that has a lifespan, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so how, many, how many do you how, need? You get a pair in February, you maybe you give it to someone. There right? you go. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so that's really interesting. And that's that's the three things I think that are most important to you that, that – um, that really increase business stability and, and scalability or is it teachable, valuable and repeatable. Yep. Very interesting. Um, we're talking to Sean Kincaid, who is a great guy and, and he uh, works at Aspire business development. Great company, AspireKC.com. Um, we have him on from time to time to give us tidbits, just like the ones you had, you just heard, but he also um, looks at some books. And one of the books uh, I want to start with today is, let me let me pull it up here, Sean. It's it's not simplified. We'll get into that later on. But it's uh, another book called How to Be a Great How to Be a Great Boss. And uh, you are going to be doing a book review on this. But tell me about that. I mean, what are the key key tenets? I know that you uh, there's about five different leadership styles. We'll go over. Oh yeah, not really styles, but principles. Principles, or, or, right? Yeah, um, practices, I guess. So what what's the general overview of this book? Well, so so the the essence of the book is that if you look at what makes a great company, a great company is because of great employees mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And great employees, if you look at what influences great employees, it's culture, vision, 
and having a great boss. Culture, vision, and having a great boss. And, and that's, that's ultimately, if you look at the statistics from Gallup, if you look at you know, lots of other studies out there, those are the factors of what, why people want to work at, at certain companies and, and what culture, obviously we know about, yep. uh, great boss, obviously that's important. A leader. Yep. Um, that's interesting. Are there any others that maybe come up nowadays in the, in the in millennial of, generation? In terms of what drive? Well, yeah. I think some of that ultimately they Work fold in under culture in terms of, of, you know, do I have the flexibility that I can need? I, can I, can I, can things. I take my kids to school? Can I work from home one right. day? Do can I have I, a safe space? Maybe? Yes. You know, yeah. Can I, can I, can I, can I go to the gym? For instance, we have a guy that comes on, he lets his employees go to the gym in yep. the middle of the day if they want, as long as they make up that hour at the end of the day. Right. Right. So it's accountability. It's, you know, it's all those kind of things. And to me, I kind of fold that in under culture, but yeah, I think you, there's more specifics there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of how, you know, being a great boss. So obviously it's important because that's one of the key drivers and arguably it's the great boss that's going to help drive that culture as well. Um, if you, if you want to be able to do that, the first thing you have to do, and this is a little bit counterintuitive in order to be a great boss, you have to have great people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you can be the best boss <clears throat> in the world. If you don't have great employees, if you don't have people that, that want to be there, uh, that, that share your core values and, and have the skills, the technical skills, those are kind of the, you know, having the right people in the right seats mm-hmm. is the key to what, I, when I say great people, that's what he's talking about. Okay. Um, and the right people are the ones that agree with you. They're the ones that, that share your core values and they, they, they're part of the team and they want to be they're willing to be team. part of the team, work as a team, right? be selfless. And they, and they, and they want to be there. That's the, you know, it's not just about, hey, I'm looking for a paycheck. It's I really identify with this company and what they believe, and I want to be part of it. Interesting. And, well, Sean, we're going to get back with Sean Kincaid after the break. We're talking about a book called How to Be a Great Boss. And we're going to get into the laying out the five key leadership practices of how to be a great boss after the break. Thanks for listening. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Back with Sean Kincaid here on Grill Nation with Jason Grill, 980 AM, and podcast on iTunes as well as at grillnationshow.com. We're talking about a book called How to Be a Great Boss. Sean Kincaid is with Aspire Business Development. Check him out at aspirekc.com. Sean, we're talking about uh, you need to be a great leader to be a great boss, and uh, this book kind of lays out five leadership practices. Can we uh, Let's start going over some of those and, yeah. and how you think. Once you have the good employees in place, you have the good company culture. Right. As as the person running the company, what's important? So so leadership. There's literally tens of thousands of books on leadership. I know, right? And and so I don't I don't want to like brush past all of those. They all have great ideas. What I like about this one is he really kind of gets to what I would think of as the fundamentals. If you can at least do this, this gets you well positioned. That doesn't mean there's not other things that you could do to be a great leader, but this gives you the basics. And then who are the authors of this book again? So, so the author is a guy named Gino Wickman. Okay. And then his associate is a guy named Renee Bear. Um, and, and Wickman has written several books. One of them is a book that I really like called Traction. And so this is kind of a compliment to Traction. Read that. Um, yeah. So it's a read your, read your, read your book review. There you go. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, this is a nice follow on to that. But the five leadership practices really get down to, um, you know, when you think about leadership, it's, it's, it's about, 
pulling people along. It, it, it's inspiring them. It's painting the picture so they can play in. So the, the first practice is giving clear direction. Mm-hmm. Do you have a vision? Do, do people know what it is that they're supposed to be doing and, and kind of why? Um, because if you don't have that, then you shouldn't be surprised when people don't do what you want them to do. Right. You know, fairly straightforward. So the practice number one is you got to give clear direction. Practice number two, provide the necessary tools. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll see small business owners that, that maybe have a great direction and they've got a team, but they're hamstring, hamstringing the team because they're not giving them whatever tools they might need to actually get the job. Talk done. about that. Um, so Give us could, an example. could be resources. It could be, well, you know what? I, I need a tablet when I'm out on the road in order to do my work because I have to have access to the information that I need, but, but the company can't afford it. So do the best you can and use post-it notes instead. You know, mm. it's things like that where it could be technology. It could be those types of tools. And really probably the most important thing that you need to give as a leader is your time and attention. And so that becomes an element of give people the right resources as the leader, your job is to help make them successful. And that's the the primary thing that you ought to be doing as a leader. And so making sure that your team has your time and your attention is part of that, that whole formula. Giving clear direction, I think, is important, too. Sometimes that's hard to do when you're a startup it or a growing yeah, business because you, you're doing 20 different things. Right. And you have to, you know, to some extent, you're making it up as you go along. Hopefully you start to figure out. This is what this is works. what makes us money. Sometimes yeah. you got you got to give away the other stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Focus on what makes you the most and then money, you, and then you got to figure out what to stop doing. So mm-hmm. it all kind of fits. That's, in there. So you got give clear direction as a leader and a boss, providing yep. the necessary tools. Yep. What else? The next one is letting go of the vine, and mm-hmm. that's that's Wickman's terminology for basically delegating, essentially empowering other people. So you have to, as as the owner, a lot of times. They feel it's the like they, thing to do. yeah, they have to, they have to be in on every single decision. They have to be in on, on every activity that goes on. And if they truly feel that way and they can't let go, you're never going to be able to succeed because you've basically limited yourself to whatever you can do personally. And so ultimately, if you really want to have a great team and if you want to, <clears throat> if you want that team to be empowered and feel like they're engaged, you have to let go. As the owner, you have to let people go make decisions and actually do things on your behalf. And it has to be meaningful because otherwise, why are they there? Mm -hmm. Nobody likes the idea of, well, I don't actually ever do anything. I just do exactly what my boss tells me to do. Right. That's a horrible job. Nobody wants that job. There's always a fine line to walk with that because if you're trying to grow business and you're trying to um, interface with a client per se and you're not the CEO – you always have to double check on things. You you do, but but hopefully Before over you make ta- a over, final decision over time. If you've got the right people, and mm-hmm. I'll throw that caveat out there because <laughs> if you don't have the right people, it won't work. But if you have the right people, they understand you, they understand the situation, and they grow into that to where you can trust them. Uh, Tim Ferriss has a great example in the Four Hour Work Week where he basically empowered his customer service team, and these were all kind of remote people based on the, the the business that he owned, he said, look, you have up to $200 worth of leeway that if, if you need to give somebody a credit or deal with it, as long as it's under $200, knock yourself out. I trust you to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that opened him up so much because otherwise he was getting calls every single day of, hey, this just happened. What do you want me to do? And he basically just empowered him and said, okay, here you go. 
and he was able to let go and I love it. Let go of the vine. Let go of the vine. So that's the third thing to be a good leader. Again, this is how to be a great boss. Uh, great book. It's a leadership book. We know there's a lot out there, but this really delves it, uh, dives it down into five key leadership practices. Number four is acting with the greater good in mind. Yeah. So, so this is basically the idea that you as the leader have to be the protector of the big picture. Uh, so stuff is going to come up every day. There's a fire. There's a, a client that's pissed off. Whatever it is, there's going to be somebody that's upset and you're dealing with it. And sometimes it's easiest just to take the short term solution of, Fine, I'll make you happy. Are you are you actually looking at the big picture? And you as the leader need to be the one that's looking at this from the long term. And sometimes that means you have to make a short a short term decision that either isn't very popular or doesn't go over very well because it serves the long term strategy. And so you've got to constantly be the shepherd of that big picture because nobody else is going to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely do. And then taking clarity breaks. <laughs> So number five. Yeah, number five is taking clarity breaks. This is another terminology that, that Wickman uses. And it's basically the, the idea that as the leader, you've got to free yourself up. Uh, every, whether it's every week or every couple weeks, you need a couple hours of just white space mm. where you're, you're not being interrupted. You have time to really think about what's going on and you have to be able to give yourself the opportunity to look at the big picture and really assess are we on track? How are we doing? Most business owners, okay, maybe not most, a lot of business owners are constantly in reactive mode. And I'll tell you, I've tried to I've tried to schedule a meeting with a business owner and they're like, yeah, my next free date is in May. Mm-hmm. They don't have any time at all because they're back to back with meetings mm-hmm. and they don't have any time to think about anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't, you can't keep the big picture in mind. You don't have a strategy at that point. All you're doing is tactical reaction. And so you've got to give yourself room. Well, that's the hard part when you get new business, Sean. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm <laughs> you got to jump this on the fire, easy. the fire hose. Right. Drink it right. from a fire hose, man. But if you keep doing that, you're never going to get any better. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't find a way to have the discipline to block out some time and think about the big picture, you're never going to have a big picture. You're, you're basically just floating along and hoping things work out. And sometimes they do. Man, the big picture is kind of scary when you actually think about it. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the how point, many people, right? how many people really do have that in life? I mean, that actually know in five years that all that question in five years, here's what I'm going to be the successful. That ones, actually, <laughs> they, they do that. I agree. The percentage isn't high, but I will tell you, that's what successful people do. Yeah. They I mean, know where it, they're it's, going. It's, a, reve- they, it's a revenue target or what is it mostly? Uh, it, it's, it, it can be a revenue target. Jobs, it, it, it can be number of clients. It could be the type of work that they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. they, they can paint a picture in their head of, this is what I want to look like. Maybe it's not five years out, but at least three years out. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the picture of what I want to look like and, and what am I doing to get there? Because it's not going to happen if I don't make it happen. Sean Kincaid, Aspire Business Development, AspireKC.com. Great contributor to the show and uh, does a lot of great work with these book reviews. You should check it out, Aspire kc.com you can get more information join their newsletter i greatly uh recommend it i get the email every week about the new books and the book reviews or every month about the new books and the book reviews and they are great and so john i appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us today i'm happy to it's a good time good to see you again thanks for listening to grill nation we'll see you again next week take care hey.